0: Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right. We're here right now-ish. Welcome to Right Now-ish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Today, I'm wondering how many people out there have risked their life and effort to document life. How many people are willing to risk jail time or deportation just to support people who are fighting for liberty and justice? How many of y'all have been on the front line of a protest? I have. It's thrilling, it's dangerous, it's purposeful. In my archives, I have photos of vigils and marches and uprisings, images of people shutting down freeways and pictures of folks chaining themselves to bar cars, all in effort to send a message to those in power. It takes a certain type of individual to sit on the front line of a demonstration and worry about aperture and framing and lighting. But there are folks who are passionate about going into hellacious situations just to make sure they're captured properly. Dennis Ivan Perez Bravo, an East Bay-based journalist and organizer, is one of those people. I picked up the camera
1: and I would go to Oakland, Berkeley, Richmond, El Cerrito, you know, dead at night, 2 a.m., 4 p.m., anytime. And I would just talk to people, take their pictures and, you know, uh, get to know them. So that's what got me into journalism.
0: This week on Right Nowish, we talked to Dennis about the art of capturing images from the front line of protests, as well as covering the community and culture of Contra Costa County. Oh, before we get too deep into this episode, I should let you all know that the audio might sound a little rough in places. That's because we did two different interviews just to make this happen. Okay, now on with the show. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. All right, we're here. Thank you for being here today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, um, I like talking about the work that I do and the subjects and the people I write about. That's what I want to jump into. The people that you write about, the people that you cover, your photography. Like, that, that's what caught me. Initially, was shots of, what, like, football games and yeah, yeah. Snoop and like Curry <laughs> for the Warriors. Yeah. And, um, so you do a lot of community work. And this is probably the first time I saw your work. This shot right here. There's a uh, African-American woman, uh, clearly pregnant, uh, double-dutching. Uh, it's at the Barbecue and Wild Black in Oakland. And what, what jumps out really is the people in the background, all the expressions. There's people with like camera phones holding them up. Just everybody's smiling. Everybody's having a joyous time.
1: I grew up in Oakland, and so to capture a moment like this, I love Black culture because I grew up around Black culture, and it's parallel to, you know, Mexican, you know, Guatemaltecan culture that I have. And so, like, when I think of Oakland, this is what I think of, you know what I mean? Like, right. I I double-dutched when I was, you know, young and everything. It, it is Oakland, and, and I'm glad that I was able to capture it.
0: Are you, like, still nice at double-dutching, though? <laughs> I think I've got better. <laughs> <laughs> I could never get it. My timing was always off. All right, here's another one for you. This one jumps out at me because you had taken some photos related to a hunger strike happening out in Antioch. What's happening there? An officer
1: that works at Antioch, he killed uh, an unarmed indigenous man in San Francisco in the Mission District. He got, uh, you know, uh, taken out of the uh, San Francisco Police Department and he was looking for a job. He had worked at Antioch before and they hired him back. There were six uh, young people. They do not want what they call a killer cop in their streets, and they took a stand.
0: These six people, do they have a a name uh, of an
1: organization? The organization they have is called Six Forced to Strike. Uh, Through that, you know, they got other people involved raising awareness. My name is Lacey Brown, and I'm a resident and mother here in Antioch, California. I am out here because the citizens of Antioch, like me, thousands of us do not want Michael Malone here on the Antioch Police Force. The hunger strike ended, uh, I believe, six days into it because there was no response from the council uh, members. The mayor had uh, attacked them online. We have put so much effort to try to talk to stakeholders in this, and they have sent no sort of awareness, no sort of communication with us. So we have officially decided to end our hunger strike because of our frustration. We will not die for these people we will however still
0: occupy the police department
1: they occupied the space for around 2 to 3 weeks protests marches uh, community awareness
0: uh,
1: as of right now they're not occupying the space anymore they're going out and supporting the community going to other
0: uh, protests and things like that the work that you do in the community isn't just politically engaging. It's also about engaging uh, cultural activities. Uh, what, What's some of the work that you do uh, specifically with the indigenous community in Richmond?
1: Oh, yeah, that's uh, beautiful that you ask. I, I do want to start by saying that, you know, I considered myself, you know, always Latino or Hispanic. But, um, you know, as, as I grow and stuff like that, I shed those terms because I don't consider myself Latino or Hispanic anymore. Uh, I consider myself Mexica, M-E-X-I-C-A which is, you know, just somebody who was from the indigenous people from Mexico and stuff like that. And so, East Bay Movimiento uh, was started because our purpose is to just create different events that promote, you know, community engagement, business, commerce, and also in politics. You know, with that, we were like, okay, well, we want to encourage people to, like, learn more about their roots, and we got to be an example. And so we decided, let's start taking Aztec uh, prayer dance classes right now the prayer dance is being practiced at civic center in richmond we set up a cloth and then over it uh, we create an altar we put different leaves uh, different plants there's a sage that we burn uh, and then there's another plant that's burned and this is in inside like a urn just opening up ourselves and our spirits to you know not just see superficial things but remember that you know we are spiritual beings and that we transcend this physical realm that we see We open that space up even more uh, when we do our first prayer. We start with a rhythm. It's a... We jump to this rhythm. Left feet, right feet, left feet, right feet. Those are the heartbeats of my ancestors. It's a prayer to ask for permission to continue doing different dances and to just give thanks as well to, you know, the spirits that allow us, you know, to continue this tradition and this culture.
0: Active, active in community, not just in politics, but also in culture. And then obviously in journalism as well. Like that's where I know you from, uh, from your work with the Richmond Pulse. Uh, shout out to Malcolm Marshall, a mentor of mine and a big homie of yours as well. You are not only uh, reporting on the community, but you are also from the community that you report on. How important is that?
1: Yeah, it's very important because I don't want to be a parachute journalist. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to just come into a community, get out and get paid for it. Definitely there's bias if you're organizing and then you're going out and reporting it as news. But I think when I go into the community and I do organize something, I tell my editor Malcolm, you know, that this is something that I cannot cover. I can't go in and say that, you know, this is the news because I'm the one doing it. So, you know, gotta separate that. But at the same time, I think it is important for people to know how I feel because I have been out here in the community as part of a, a local journalist, especially a hyper-local journalist who um, sees people every day and interacts with their uh, sources every day.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's something I've I've dealt with a lot in my reporting. You know, I'm, I come from a very similar situation where I'm raised up in Oakland and soaked up all the game that allowed me to be a journalist and a storyteller there and allow me to have access to that community. And it's just good to know kind of your philosophy and approach to journalism. Was there a turning point where you realized that you need to be involved? One thing that got me started thinking about, like, uh, you know, how, how much can I get
1: involved and how much do I got to separate myself was when I was in Sacramento, when Stefan Clark was uh killed by police. There was a funeral and there was protests, And most of the other people that were taking pictures were uh, white photographers. They asked them directly, why are you not chanting with us? And that got me thinking of, like, if I'm in a protest, I'm not going to lead the chant. I'm not going to go and get the bullhorn. But I will open my mouth and I will say Black Lives Matter. Uh, And I'll say it unapologetically, you know, now I don't really uh, cover protests in Richmond because I am part of the protests in Richmond now. You know, I can't be the one that writes about it all the time. Sometimes, you know, I want to be the one that does it.
0: It makes sense. It totally makes sense. I mean, after you get informed, you can only sit on the information for so long before you take action. Um, I wanted to talk about another one of your photos that jumps out at me. It's the one of the person throwing back the tear gas. You did a heck of a job of capturing action like You can clearly see the canister exploding and the smoke cloud. And the kid, he has a Disney hat on that says Dad at the top. He's wearing some ski goggles and some khaki cargo shorts. And you can even see the freeway guardrail in the front. What's going on here? It's a crazy shot.
1: Yeah, that is a crazy shot. There was a moment in uh, Warner Creek. We were on the freeway, and there was a kid. I think he was like 15 or 16. As you can see, he's trying to dress the part. He has the goggles. He has the gloves. You know, he has an oven mitt or something, you know, in his hand. And he's uh he's throwing back the smoke and tear gas uh grenades that are being thrown at protesters. He wasn't able to throw it before it exploded. So it exploded in his hand. And so that's what you see there. And he was on the ground and nobody was helping him. I took a picture of him, of course. But then after I took the picture, I went up to him and I helped him. You know, I helped him up and I told him, hey, come on, man. Like, you're hurt. Like, come rest a little bit, you know? I don't think that's me crossing a line. I don't think that's me being biased. I think that's just me being human because at the end of the day I'm a human first and a journalist second. Actually at this moment I got hit by a rubber bullet. So it was it was a pretty hectic moment.
0: Goodness. Glad you're all right, man. Do you ever feel like you're in jeopardy? I always feel like I'm in jeopardy because I'm
1: undocumented, but um, you know, when I'm in a protest, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's in the freeway or if it's in a uh you know, an alleyway you know, if something's going down, you know, if there's police or, you know, shooting rubber bullets or they're uh, tear-gassing people, you know, I'm going to run towards them. I'm going to run towards that action. And most fear or concerns or anything, just they don't exist in that moment. You know, my work isn't for just Today's generation, I'm working towards, you know, somebody else's uh, knowledge and that they can understand, you know, how Oakland rose up, how Richmond rose up, how, you know, Vacaville, uh, Fairfield, Antioch, all those people rose up together. And I'm grateful that I can be there and somebody will know
0: if people don't listen today, you know, people will listen tomorrow. That was Dennis Ivan Perez Bravo, an East Bay based photographer and writer who covers community culture and protests. Recently, he covered a pro-Trump rally in San Francisco. The shots are just as amazing as the first shot I saw of his. You know, that image of the woman, clearly pregnant, jumping double dutch. Pure art on the front line. If you're interested in seeing more of Dennis's work, check out DPI19 on Instagram or head to richmondpulse.org where you can find his byline. Thank you to Dennis for your work and for your time. Big thank you to the producers behind this interview, Asal Asanapur and Marisol medina Cadena. Thank you to the editor, Jessica Plachik, and the engineer, Rob Spate. Hats off to the engagement team, Kiana Mogadam, Lina Blanco, Sarah Pineda, and Vita Kong. I'll end this by simply wishing you all good health. Tensions are short amount in the coming days, and no matter what happens, protests will continue. As long as people have beliefs, there will be conflict, so, Again, I'm wishing you all health. My name is Pendarvis Harshaw. I'm the host of Right Nowish. Right Nowish is a KQED production. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area, its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out
1: the Bay Curious book.
0: Hey what's up? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish Podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.